Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode five. I thought that was going to rhyme, so I included it, but I mean, it kind of does rhyme, so there you go. It's better than the normal introduction of just like, welcome back. But um, welcome back. Uh, it's episode five and it's a new Saturday. This Saturday I have homecoming, so I'm kind of like stressed right now because I have a lot to do before that. And all my friends are coming over to my house to get ready. So yeah, that's fun. That's exciting. But yeah, I like starting these like episodes with a little bit about my life because it's just like fun. Like I get to talk about myself more and that's, yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, today's episode is about history textbooks and how they essentially bypass a lot of our history, a lot of history of minority groups, etc. So the essential idea here is that the history books that majority of the United States study from are Eurocentric. And in some states, they don't even cover information. That is so, so vital. Like the differentiation between history textbooks in New Jersey versus history textbooks in Texas is like humongous. Texas basically outlines slavery and doesn't really talk about the details of exactly what happened versus New Jersey covers a little bit more and our teachers and our resources essentially teach us a lot more about what exactly happened. Not to mention that Florida actually did not change the name of its school until 2014 and the name of the school that I'm talking about was extremely offensive. It was Forest High School. Um, Forest High School was named after a KKK member, the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest, he was a Confederate general in the Civil War, and he was also the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. So you can see why that would be a bit of a problem. And by bit, I'm trying to lessen the impact of the problem. That's a huge problem. Um, this school was attempted there was a previous attempt to change the school's name, but it was struck down by the school board in 2007. And while it was integrated in 1971, you can clearly see that this school did not want its African-American members or any members of any minority groups to feel included. So finally, in July of 2014, um, this school's name was changed. But how much of an impact does that really have on our society if it took over 40 years for this school to maintain basic human respect. Furthermore, we have so many different instances of history textbooks in certain states not covering what exactly happened to our South Asian population. So when we talk about the British East India Company, the British East India Company was not a trading ship or a ship importing goods. While it was essentially talked about in history textbooks as such, the British East India Company actually ruled India beginning in 1759 after the Battle of Plassey, and it lasted until 1858, which was about 100 years of British rule. But it doesn't stop there. This was just the company ruling India. When the following Indian Rebellion happened in 1857, the Government of India Act in the next year, 1858, actually controlled India entirely. And they were able to do this by placing a British Raja, someone who was the president of India, essentially, and who coincided with British imperialism. So this is a huge problem, obviously, and India did not 
was not able to maintain its freedom until over 100 years later. So in the 1900s, the 20th century. I think that's a huge, huge, huge problem because we had the outlaw of slavery by the Emancipation Proclamation, which actually freed no slaves in all value. And then we have the British East India Company being described as a trading ship. So why are we bypassing and overlooking these important topics and important history? It's so, so essential that we mandate a certain educational requirement where resources should entail important details. And overall, history is history. It's nothing we can hide from. It's nothing too sensitive to talk about because it happened. And if it's too sensitive to talk about, it shouldn't even have been too sensitive to happen. When we talked about lynchings and certain aspects in the United States in relation to segregation against African Americans, we had so, so many stories about lynchings being held in public arenas while little children watched and learned from. So the point that I'm trying to make is that if we don't learn from and understand this history, then we're not going to get anywhere. It's the only way to prevent it from repeating or worsening in certain forms. So the certain forms that I'm even referring to right now are the bullying and disrespect, particularly in reference to the South Asian community. A lot of people don't realize that our culture, our songs, our food are not funny. Currently, there's a TikTok trend happening right now where people try Indian food and they like don't talk about it in a positive way. That's totally okay if you're not open to all foods, if you don't like all foods, and if your taste buds don't really enhance the food and the masala or spices that we use. But there's no reason for you to talk negatively about that. There's no reason for you to go on and post it and contribute to all the negativity that's already happening. So just keep it to yourself. We don't really care. We like our food. That's why we eat it. And a grand majority of people that do try Indian food are like, they love it. So I don't know what you're talking about. But overall, bullying and disrespect is just not something that's tolerable. And this is just a small, small aspect that relates to that. The way we talk about bullying, we can't essentially change it in the minds of those that continue to bully, but we can change it in our teachings and the way we talk about it. So history textbooks and how they're Eurocentric is something that we should highlight in our future research to come and try to get rid of. Continuing on, just a brief mention of how the British East India Company affected a lot of Indians in that area, and me also personally, and Indians right now. Um, this is the reason why a lot of people um, did not particularly pay notion to Queen Elizabeth's passing, because our Kohinoor diamond was stolen and is still in British possession, along with a bunch of our other riches. So basically what the British East India Company did under its rule was enslave Indians, they took away from their culture, they took away from their riches, and overall, a lot of our culture was suppressed and hidden, and our art forms, such as cultural dance, especially in the south of India, Bharatanatyam, and in the north of India, Kathak, they were suppressed to the point where people had to practice them very, very secretly. So I think it's so, so heartbreaking to realize that this is all that happened and nobody really talks about it. So as an Indian American right now, it affected me greatly because I do take part in cultural dance and I did feel a little hurt when people were paying attention to Queen Elizabeth's passing, but not the fact that our riches were stolen from and she was essential in part of doing that.
So that was today's episode, everyone. It was kind of a heavy one, or not really heavy one because I didn't go into too much detail, but I did outline a lot of what Indian Americans usually struggle from facing the inaccurate representation in history textbooks. And I think it's so important for us in any way we can to educate people when there is not resources right now to educate them. So thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you next week.